We just say it like it is. And you can too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. The Voice America Sports. Ticket all sports all the time with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man, your n- number one fan oriented sports talk leader, Voice America. Hey, that's it, baby. Welcome, sports all the time, right here on Voice America Network. Sports, yes, we're listening to uh, Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co host in the world. And uh, we're having a great time, as we always do. I just love to say that, you know. I, you know, I you can't, like to say that, I can't think of a better job. I mean, really, you know, I'm one of those guys. You know, uh, you know, football's just a passion of mine, and and it's it, it's coming up very shortly. Yeah, and anytime I get a chance to talk about it, and, and things are happening in the news, and you know, it's getting and there's a lot happening. Yeah, many camp times coming in. You know, it's just uh, it's that time of the year. I think it's the time of the year when everybody who is a sports fan in particular, that's a football fan, they really start getting excited because everybody thinks their team is going to win. Everybody thinks their team's got a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. You know me. Uh, you know, I've jumped on the bandwagon now. I'm, I'm a Cardinals fan, and I think we got an outstanding I can't believe you said that. Yeah, I am. Uh, okay. i got to take but care of that. But speaking of the Cardinals, I mean, you know, no. first I, I want to uh, send condolences out because... I, yeah, I, we got to do this. Yeah, Louis Sharp had, uh, you know, a tragedy happen. I think his name Louis Sharp. Uh, Louis Sharp, yes. yes. Yeah, and I think uh, his daughter was something like 22 or 23 23, years old. yeah, was murdered. Yeah, you know, and, and that, that's a shame. Anytime, you know, you, 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 anybody loses a loved one, you know, you just have to take the time out to really think about, you know, life, you know, and, and just uh, how short it is. But most of all, you know, celebrate life and uh, and really take time out to, to spend time with the people that you love and, uh, you know, and let them know that, you know, because you never know when it's going to be all over. Well, basically, they're keeping them pretty, pretty quiet. They only said that uh, she was uh, killed uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday. There's no specific information coming from the uh, police department. Do we do, we do wish the Sharp family condolences, and we hope uh, that... Um, they can get through this. Yeah, and I and, and you know I I think he had a kind of a tough time too. Retirement, yeah, really retirement wasn't you know real friendly to him. But you know retirement is is not friendly to a lot of people when you when, it, when you're when you're that big doing something yeah. that you love. You know I mean yeah he was a huge man, but I mean he also was, not even talking about that. But he was I mean, very well known in the community in the exactly NFL, right. and then all of a sudden he's out on the street, and there's no more like okay who, you know I know who you are. It's over. So you got to move on with your life. And he did have a lot of problems. And you know what? But it's not so much of who you are. It's the camaraderie. It's being around the guys. It's being around the sport. It's being connected to the sport. I mean, this outlet here, this 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 you know sports talk show, gives me a chance to still be a part of the game. And that's what you miss so much, you know, because. You constantly want to be talking about it. If you're talking about football all the time, around people are like, okay, uh, you, yeah, you, you know anything else? Yeah, you know right. anything else you know? Is there anything else I can talk about? But I'm, I'm here with a fan. Hey, man. And, you know, hey, that's what we talk yeah, about. We talk about the fans. You know, as a matter of fact, the Cardinals, you know, they, they signed some people this week. Yeah, they, and the fact that they signed somebody, but they also, didn't they also uh, take somebody and uh, drop their salary? Well, yeah, and, with and, a $4 million under now, the Now, that's one thing that you guys told me when I first got here. I told you, you know, One thing you guys told me about the Bidwells was, was, was very interesting is that there was, well, I told you guys that there's no incentive for the, any team well, to really win, right. other than you know you just want to build a legacy and you want you know a franchise to be known for being winners. But I, for the life of me, I don't know why, it, particularly in today's environment, when players understand that you know teams are no longer loyal to the player, they're loyal to the team. I don't know why anybody who has 
you know, a million, whatever they have on the table would give any money back to the team. And he's, if somebody gave back, you know, like uh, a million dollars or something well, like you that. Well, know, you know what, maybe maybe the situation here is it's uh, Cardinals offensive tackle Oliver Ross. He's taking a $1 million pay cut. I mean, a million dollars. Now, I think, my feeling is as a fan, this guy, the agent probably went out and said, look, you know, we'll, 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 we'll test the waters with the other teams. And what happened, uh, came, what happened, what came back was nobody was interested, and the Cardinals had him by the uh, Gazunskis. And the bottom line was either, um, either uh, you know, you take the you, you take it, or you're going to be out of the game, and you're not going to make any money. In 2005, well, I, Ross signed a 17.5 million dollar deal that included a three million signing bonus, whoa, and salaries of 2.8 million each year. Ross's salaries for the final two years of his contract were not affected by the recent change. Well, see, that's a lot of bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And listen, he just signed his contract in 2005. So if you just signed the contract in 2005, you know, and a lot of the money, some of it is signing bonus money, why in the world would you want to, you know, give money back? You just don't do that. Well, if, you know, you, you, I would defer the compensation. You but defer, I, yeah. But I wouldn't give it back. But here's the other thing is, there, you know, the, these players, um, anyway, we, we'll get into that a little bit later. But we have Barry from Ohio. Barry, you're on the Ray Ellis Talk Show with Fan Man, and welcome to Voice America Sports. Hello, how you doing? Okay, good. How you doing? Excellent. Hey, good. How's it going out there in Ohio, Barry? Oh, just left the uh, Indians game for uh, the Indians one, so it's pretty, been a pretty good day. Oh, is that all? Oh, hey, that's good. Hey, listen, uh, you know, I'm I'm born and raised right there in Ohio, so uh, you know, I'm I'm an, an Indians fan. You know, they're one of those teams like the Cardinals. They're starving to win a championship, but oh yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe like the Browns too. Oh, the, <laughs> well, see now, now you're playing dirty. Now he's, he's yeah. going to say the Browns too. You know, yeah, of course. Big Browns fan. Yeah. Oh, is that right? That's right. Okay. Big good. Browns fan. Barry, what do you have to say? Uh, just wondering, uh, is was Quinn the the addition the Browns needed at, at the uh, you know at that early in the draft stage? Well, you know what? Um, uh, I think it's, 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 it's certainly somebody that that they can use. You know, he. Uh, you know, he when I saw him, you know, during the draft, you know, I was a little disappointed for somebody like him, you know, not to be composed throughout this process. Listen, it doesn't make a difference, you know, where you get drafted at. If you have confidence in your ability, then, you know, hey, let's go in here and play, you know. But when he didn't get drafted, you know, first of all, he thought he was supposed to be the first pick of the draft. Well, his ego is really big. But, yeah, and, and so he, he, he kind of showed his vulnerability. So, he may get into a couple situations early in the year. That's if they put them into the lineup, it, you know, and things don't go right, and we don't know how he's going to react. You know, sure he had, you know, being at Notre Dame and you know having a you know a good uh, professional coach right there with him is going to help him out. But I I do believe. Listen, he's right there from Ohio. You know, he played ball at Notre Dame. You know, got great exposure. You know, I think the Browns, uh, you know, have some of the ingredients to, to make a, a winning team in that division. And I think I really do. I, I hope he does well, but I think he's going to. I think he's going to do well, you know. And then you know you're you're lucky enough to get the offensive lineman, and the big tackle too, as well. So I, I think the uh, team's going to do pretty good. So Barry, you think he's going to start? Uh, no, I I'm thinking I'm one of these guys that thinks now that the Browns are starting to get a line together, and uh, Fry has has paid his dues. It, it, he needs to be left given a chance to to guide that team. And I think he's got the ability to do it also. Well, you know, I, I think, think about it, you, you know, and, but, but the thing about nowadays is, listen, it, it, 
it, it, you don't necessarily take a, a project like they used to do years ago. They play these guys. They pay them so much money that they need to see production from these guys Immediately. right away. Yeah, you know, and, and you, fan man, you don't like the fact that we put Matt in there last year. Well, I, I, you know, with, with, they have a two-time Super Bowl champion of Kurt Warner, and I think that uh, I don't think he was ready to go in, and Kurt Warner now is the backup. Um, yeah. And I think that Kurt Warner basically can help Liner get through all this. Of course, if they have an offensive line, we'll find that out. Anyway, hey, Barry, what do you think about Tank Williams uh, being cut by Chicago? Um. I'm I'm an old school guy. I think if you break the rules, you go. Uh, I don't think there's been enough of that in the NFL lately. You know, kind of smack the guys on the wrist and let them go. Uh, you know, with the tank being let go by the you know Chicago and uh, the restrictions put on the uh, you know, suspension of Pac-Man Jones and you know he can't seem to keep his nose clean either. Uh, you know, you got to start. You guys start letting these guys know that they mean business and they can't have all this trouble in the NFL. Hey, Barry, hey, Barry uh, one thing. You know what the rumor is? That Dallas is going to pick him up. Dallas is going to pick him up? Yep, that's Dallas, what the rumor is. Dallas got enough troublemakers already, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah well, they're going to add another one. Well, see, yeah. well, the thing about Barry doesn't care about that because you know, the only time they'll really be concerned about Dallas is in the Super Bowl. But let me say this, Barry, being an old school guy like you are, you know, you got to know that the Browns have been notorious for having you know players with off-field uh you know, problems, but they've always supported their, their players. So a guy yeah. like Hank probably needs to be around a program that, uh, you know, that's familiar with those kind of, you know, problems and, and doing what they can to support the players. Because it's like this, yeah, I think the guy's had enough chances, you know, and, you know, at some point in time, you know, you've got to say, okay, enough is enough. But also, right. you know, the, the the punishment has to fit the crime as well. Well, Barry, you know what? We we have a uh, report from a website. We're not going to name it, but uh, they have a watch on how many NFL players are in trouble with the law. And Cleveland right now has nine of them. Has nine trouble in the law? Players in trouble. Haven't heard that so far. Uh, they kind of they kind of you know try to cover this stuff up. But I got a whole list of them right here. Here here's yeah. one right here. Cleveland Browns wide receiver Mike Mason is arrested and charged with aggravated disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and obstructing official business, all of which are misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. There's just one of them right there. I just went through the. It's called the well, police block. Isn't that what they call? Isn't that what the uh, the old players that I learned this? I'm writing a book on Browns players, and I uh, did an interview with Greg Pruitt, and he told me that was part of what they called the inner circle, where guys didn't go to the press and they didn't, you know, the team didn't go to the press. And they tried to handle things internally and let the guys work through their problems, and uh, some teams I don't think they're doing that anymore. Hey, 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 Barry, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much of my background you know, and it's not that I'm, I'm trying to brag or anything, but I, I was with the Browns, you know, back during the, the, the fumble and the drive, and uh, we did have, uh, we did have uh, something called the inner circle, and it was for players who perhaps maybe were struggling with just uh, the development as, as a person uh, and they were there to assist them with off-field problems. And you're right, that was an internal thing. That was not for the media, you know, to get involved with or anything like that. That was for an, an internal thing. So that, in a case like that, um, you know, I think it's better if you can take care of your problems yourself, then then do that. But uh, you know, does it make a team tighter? Also, I mean, you don't have guys like Terrell Owens out there making the noise, and you don't have the Pac-Man Joneses out there making the noise and making national. Uh, publications and interviews on TV and things like that. They're trying to take care of it in-house. And it's, some of this stuff may be, you know, I, I don't know if they're drug-related, psychologically related or what, but these guys are trying to get help. Maybe that's why it's not as well-known on the Brown team. Right, and, and, and you said it, it depends upon, again, what the issue is and how, you, you know, how you're going to handle that. But I certainly uh, want to say one thing. You said something about you're writing a book about the Browns? 
Yes, sir. I have done uh, interviews with 72 players, and I'd like to add you to the list one of these days also. Well, that right. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just hang on and... Uh... You know, one of the producers there, they'll give you some information, and, and I'd love to be a part of that, and, uh, and good luck on that. What's the name of that book, Barry? Uh, the name of the book uh, is If You Wore the Uniform, Then You're a Brown. Wow. Uh, I've had wow. a lot of success with the guys with it. Um, I've you know, done uh, Hall of Famers, uh, you know, Ozzie Newsome, uh, you know, Dante Lavelli, people like that. I've done the interviews with them. And uh, it's just been a great experience for me learning, you know, learning about these players. I've become good friends with a lot of guys. Uh, Joe Turkey Jones came to a golf tournament we had a couple weekends ago. Uh, flew up from Dallas on his own to Marietta, Ohio, where our River Rats Brownsbackers are located. And actually, the River Rats Brownsbackers were the Cleveland Brownsbackers Club of the Year worldwide last year in 2006. So we're pretty proud of that also. But uh, you know, we're doing all kinds of things with, with players. We had 16 NFL players come in town and help us, and we raised $6,000 for the Boys and Girls Club. We had a really good time. Well, that, you're doing, doing some good stuff there, man. We certainly appreciate it. we got another call. I'll tell you what. Larry, uh, thank like you. I said, you leave the information there, Barry, and I'll get in touch, and uh, perhaps maybe I'll help you with some of that stuff. Thank you very much. Larry, thank you for calling in, and we have uh, Marvin uh, from the great state of Ohio. Marvin, you're on the air with the Ray Ellis Show and the Voice of America Sports Radio Network, and welcome. Thank you very much. This is my first time calling. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Ray? All righty. I watched you considerably uh, throughout your high school years and uh, your college and your uh, stint with the uh, Eagles as well as the Browns. I hope I didn't lose any money for you, Marvin. Uh, no, actually, you know, you did a lot of things for me. You taught me a lot about being a charm boy. Oh, I know this, Marvin. Here. Uh, oh, do you? <laughs> you know who this is, right? He's a charmer, huh? Oh, a charmer, man. A charmer back Hey, Marvin, tell me more about this. You're, you're missing the whole Oh, the whole what did I miss? Okay, I'm sorry. You know, charm is something that's, you, it's, a, it's charisma. Oh, know? it's charisma. Right. Oh, it's something that I don't have, right? Well, well, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> all right. How you doing, Marvin? Good to hear from you. I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? Great. Not bad at all, man. What's happening in the sports world out there in Ohio? What I, was, what I wanted to say, I wanted to go back to a point that you made about uh, being there with the Browns and being there uh, during the drive. Hey, Marvin, I also wanted to go backwards. Marvin, I, I, Marvin I, I hate to interrupt you, but uh-huh. I want you to make sure that you get all that in. But uh, the producer back here is telling us we've got to pay some bills, so if you will just hold on, we'll get to you after we take a station break. And you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice American Network with the number one co-host. Amen. And we'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. The streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. 
You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th and you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by and we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year, the Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Can't get enough of college basketball? We can't either. Tune into the College Basketball Experience with host Jim Haney for the ultimate interactive basketball talk radio show. Don't just watch college basketball. Hear about it and talk about it with those who know college basketball best, the coaches. The College Basketball Experience airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Eastern, with Jim Haney, the Executive Director of the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Participate in active open discussions on current topics in college basketball and as Jim brings listeners insight from today's top college basketball coaches, as well as stories and opinions from the legends of college basketball. That's the College Basketball Experience, airing live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Cleveland Browns fan Marvin, welcome back uh, to the Ray Ellis Show, and uh, we'll continue our conversation about the NFL players and what is going on on the off-field activities. Marvin, what is your take on all this stuff? Well, you know, I think that Ray makes a good point about, you know, keeping things close to the vest and keeping it within the organization. And if you can solve it on a smaller level, and you know, before it gets in the press and before it becomes a big issue, then that's always a better way to go about it but then you just you know some people you just have that are just bad apples you know you know you know what marvin when you get into this i mean just talking about tank william or tank johnson as an as an example this guy comes out of a bar in phoenix or chandler wherever it was here he comes out of a bar it's two thirty in the morning okay he gets in the car he, and you know you can't be that stupid not to know that you're not drunk Okay, you've been there. You, you've been in that situation. I mean, all of us have. So he gets in the car, and he's driving the car. Now, if I, were, if I were him and I played for the Chicago Bears, and my career could be on the line based on everything that's going on in the NFL and all the off-field and problems that the players are having right now, I would sit there and go, wait a minute, I've got to get home, and I think I better behave myself and do what I have to do to drive this car safely home. What this guy did was he drove 40 miles an hour in a 25-mile uh, speed zone, and got nailed by a cop. Right. Okay, it doesn't matter about race, doesn't matter about nothing. He was he broke the law, the cop pulls him over, and it's Tank Johnson, and then the Bears go, bye-bye. See okay. you later, dude. What would you take? Well, you know, that can happen to anyone. Right. You know, everyone, everyone, everyone can make a mistake. But, again, if you keep making the same mistake over and over and over, then, you know, there have, you have to look at the common denominator. You know, after a while, you have to be responsible for your actions. Well, you know, and, and Marvin, listen, I, I will agree with that, you know, and uh, because, uh, you know, another high-profile person, Paris Hilton, you know, again, mm-hmm. he, you know, she has a celebrity status, so perhaps maybe they thought she was above the law, but they said, no, you're not above the law, 
you're going to adhere to the law, and so she had to go back and finish out her, her prison term. Did you see that lousy interview last night on Larry well, King? No, I mean, that was absolutely well, horrible. Regardless of the interview, it's, it's the I law. Mean, wait, wait, the melody you want to get here? You break the law, you go to jail. I mean, I broke the right. law in New Jersey, and I ended up with a suspended license. I couldn't drive for a year. I had to pay all these fines to get my stupid license back, and I, I, would, I didn't even do a DUI. I didn't have insurance when I got pulled over because my stupid ex-wife didn't pay the, the bill. Oh, but listen, uh, let me... You learned a lesson, right? Yeah, you learned a lesson. That's exactly right, Marvin. That's what it is. You learned a lesson, and, and I, I can tell you this. You live, you live in Arizona, I live in Arizona. Yeah. You, 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 you live, I don't know where you live, it makes no difference, but I can tell you. I'm not telling you where. When, wherever you drive, there are, you don't always see the signs. Most of the times. Well, yeah, oh, come on. Hold on, no. Most of the times out here, the speed limit in neighborhoods are about 40, 45. No, 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 they're 25 in the neighborhood. No, it, that's, in near, the neighborhood. that's near a school. No, it's in the neighborhoods. I drive every day on one street, it's 25 miles an hour, and there's cops sitting all over the place. I even tell my own son, look it. Mike, if you're going to go down that street, don't go over 30 because they're sitting there just waiting for you. You know, and that's a very difficult thing to do to go 25 or less. It's very difficult, you know. But if you if it happens to you once, you should know better, you know. And if it happens to you twice, then you know, then maybe you really ought to start looking at what your behavior is and what's causing it. You know, if it happens two or three times, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently Marvin Tank Johnson has a lot of problems, but you know the rumors circulating right now in the NFL is he's going to Dallas, so they're going to pick up another bad boy. <laughs> okay, so they're going to be the bad boys like the Raiders were in the seventies. Uh, hey, hey, Marvin, his, his problem is his problem is that uh, he did not adhere to the sports. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, to the speed limit. There's not a problem with his ability to play football, and that's why the Cowboys are going to pick him up. Well, yeah. He, he, oh, okay. Or that's a different take on it. Somebody is going to pick him up. Yeah, somebody is going to pick him up. Maybe the Cardinals should pick him up. He's right here in Arizona, and they should pick him up. Yeah. They, they need him. They, they, he's, he's a good football player. And, you know, you know, DUI is one thing, but they're really cracking down here, Marvin, big time in Arizona, and they even have spots running now. If you break the law and if you're, if you're picked up for DUI, you're going to jail, and they're throwing it in our faces. It's all over the media here. And, and, and it's bad here, too, Marvin, because they put really? you out on the desert under tent. They, they put you in tent city, oh. dude. Oh. <laughs> and you sweat your head off. Hey, John Boy, listen, man, I appreciate the call. You're going to have to get back to us the next time because I got to I will to call. I will listen in. I will call back. You call in, and I want to talk to you about the drive and the fumble, man, but uh, we have to do this. You know, Marvin. I was just going to make a quick point about that's not the only drive that you were involved with in your career. You were also involved in a drive in high school where the outcome was totally different than that. There you go. The there you, go. With, with so, you know, we got Doctor, you remember that? Dr. Rock Hontis. Oh, I mean, Indeed. Right. You remember that. Of course. Yeah. Marvin, hey, thanks a lot for calling into the show. Uh, especially stay in touch as the season uh, gets uh, closer. And thank you for uh, tuning into the Ray Ellis Show. We have Chad from Sports Images on the line. Chad, welcome to the Ray Ellis Show with Fan Man and, Voice Amer- and you on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. How are you doing? Afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, how are you doing, Chad? Oh, good. What's going on? I'll tell you what. I would take Tane Johnson on the Cardinals, too. Oh, oh, hey, you, you think they're going to do pretty good this year, right? Oh, I hope, you know, and I'll tell you what, as far as the Cardinals go, we got a Super Bowl caliber coach now. Caliber, not meaning, you know, we're going to be there. But uh, Ken Weisenhunt and Russ Graham, great coaches, fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I've had a caller call today who's, who feels the same way I do. Because I'm telling you, Chad, you know, and I've been, you know, I've got a couple sources of which I've been speaking with. You, you know. don't have any sources. I, I, where, where do you get your sources from? Wait, 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 hold wait, what the hell is this source? Wait, I'm starting to feel oh, like, like Stephen A. What's the matter, brother? Can't have some sources? Yeah, you don't have any sources. Come on. You're just dreaming this stuff <laughs> up. Okay, listen, Chad. My sources <laughs> have told me that, you know, yeah, what? What the, what the, the participation you? has been tremendous. 
the young players in particular that were drafted, they've been here, they're starting to get them signed, and it's a new attitude here. And they really believe that, hey, you know, they got a chance to win it. Hey, Chad, you know what I feel from a fan for being here uh, 17 or 18 years watching this team lose all the time? You prove it on the field to me, and then I'll turn. I'm not going to sit there and spin this out. I'm not going to say, yeah, like like Ray's saying, oh, yeah, they're going to do good, they got a new coach. I've been through this crap for the last 18 years, okay? Likewise. 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 And you can sit there and be positive, and I am positive. Don't get me wrong. I am not a negative person, but I am so sick of being spun around by these people. And they got their new stadium. They got this. They got that. They got the new coach. They got players. They, you know, show me the product on the field and win a game. Uh, okay, it's not win a game. It's win consecutive games. You know, they win one, lose three. Win one, lose four. You know, it's the same thing over and over again. Then the fans get upset, and then we go through this whole thing year after year. So my feeling is you prove it on the field. Ray's very positive, but Ray has come out of a very, very, very positive professional atmosphere, which is Philadelphia. Okay? Of Philly, Philly fans, I mean, they go to that stadium, they don't care. I mean, the, and the pressure's on those players to win. You're going to win because that's what Philly it lives for is the Philadelphia Eagles. And but, Ray but, but, no, no, but pressure's on everybody to but win. But there's no pressure here to win. Hey, that's the problem. Chad, Chad, please tell him, don't you think there's pressure here to win? There's pressure here to win. There's a new stadium. There's a lot of following going around the stadium over there in Glendale. And if you don't, winning sells. And if people here are going to be fans regardless, but see, like the Cubs fans, they're lovable losers. We can't be lovable losers here. we no. got to spend money. No, you know what no. I mean? never will we be lovable losers. Okay, never. hey, okay. based on what we're saying, and, and you know, you, you, you feel that they're going to do good this year, what, what do you think they're going to do this year? I think we're going to make the playoffs. Do you I really think we're going to excel, and I think we're going to see a Matt Leinart that's more, just we're going to see more from Matt Leinart because they're starting to improve that offensive line. We didn't have an offensive line last year, and we didn't even get to see Edwin James Rush for more than what eight hundred something yards. Well, he did eleven hundred yards, but the here eleven hundred, but he can do more than that. Yeah, here's the thing, Chad. Me and Ray have been going back and forth about uh, about Edwin James. Edwin James to me is a great running back and always been, and he's he is getting older. Ray's right on that. But the offensive line can give him the open the air to put the Jets on to really get out there. He was always being slammed down. I mean, I'm watching the game going, the guy only gets two yards. Hey, Chad, let me, give, time it, he Chad, let me give it to you from a guy who used to chase some of the and greatest running backs that ever played the game. I'm talking about Tony Dorsett. I'm talking about Eric Dickerson. Walter I'm talking Payton. about Walter Payton. I'm talking about Marcus Allen. I'm talking about John Riggins. I'm talking about some of the greatest running backs, and I think everybody I just named is a Hall of Famer. A running back does not have to have the best offensive line in the world. A running back creates his own opportunities. Okay, here's and the he thing. Can't you can't do that. You know, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, I think you're totally wrong there because, Ray, you're a strong safety. You're in the back. You're the last guy. I mean, you're, you're the guy that basically is coming. Barry Sanders is on the line. Oh, we forgot Barry Sanders. When that offensive line opens up for Edwin James or for any running back, Walter Payton, and I've seen tapes of Ray hitting Walter Payton, but Walter Payton is 10 yards down the field by the time Ray gets to him. Well, again, the O-line maybe that was on that particular play, but I'm telling you, you know, the, the most frightening feeling in the world for a defensive back is to meet a running back in an open field because that is the that is the you're going to get cut moment in your life. Yeah, right. Because he can, make, he can make you look that bad. But let me just Chad, let me just say this to you. You know, I'm with you, but you know, man, you know, when I look at this schedule of which we have, you know, the first game it doesn't bother me. You know, we open up with with San Fran, and I think that's a Monday night game. Right. Yeah, and, and, and that's the first game on the night football. Yeah, but then the whole country's gonna be watching. But then we got Seattle. Then we got the Ravens. Then we got Pittsburgh. Then we got Rams. Then we got Carolina. 
You know, and and then you got then you got the Redskins, and then you got Tampa Bay, then you got Detroit, and then you got you know Cincinnati, and then you know San Fran again. But I'm telling you, man, the first quarter of that schedule is kind of scary. We, I mean, you'll really be able to tell what kind of team we have. Forget the San Francisco game, but that's no, the we got we got to win that. No, we no, got to no, win that. I disagree with we that. We got to win. No, but here, here's what's the record last year. San Francisco, if they don't beat San Francisco, they didn't make the playoffs last year. No, they didn't, but they were very close. If they don't beat San Francisco, we're not playing horseshoes. Okay, if they don't play, if they don't beat San Francisco, well, this is going to be a very very tough season. I agree, Long but season. I think we'll beat Chad, San Francisco. What do you think, Chad? Well, the 49ers are going to be pretty good. They got a big offensive line. They got a good team. But if we can get by them, you know, we can see what we have. That's a good proving ground right there. And they're not going to be a walk in the park. They're going to give it to us. That, listen, that'll be a good game. The proving ground is when you got Seattle, the Ravens, and Pittsburgh, and the Rams, and Carolina right after that. The Ravens, I mean, they they almost made it to the Super Bowl. The Ravens, they got to, uh, you know what? If they beat San Francisco and beat the Ravens, then I'm going to change my tune. If they beat those two teams, but they, if they first do we got to beat Seattle before we beat the Ravens. Right, but, beat... I, but the Ravens, uh, the Ravens in Seattle, Seattle uh, last year almost made it too. So okay, so we're almost there. We'll see what happens with San Francisco, Seattle, and the Ravens. Those three, those, those three games right there will tell us whether or not the Cardinals are going to be. And Pittsburgh. Anything. So after the first twenty five percent of our, the first four games of our season, okay, it could be an zero and four start. Ooh, see, see that's could not be an zero four start. Wow, wow. Well, you know what? <laughs> it, they, it could be an zero four start. Man, I hope it's not. Hey, what happens if it is? Well, no, it hurt. You know what? I, hurt everybody. You know what they used to always do? I tell you what. what? I'm going to tell you what. What? Tell me. But I'm going to tell you after the break. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Hey, Chad, you want to stay on the line for a little? I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the uh, Voice of Sports Radio Network. This is a fan man, and if you'd like to call in, you may do so. 866 472 5788. Again, 866 472 5788. And we'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. The streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th. And you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by and we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year. The Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Hear this, sports fans. The Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show, where we talk about sports and everything in between, from high school to college sports, right up to the pros. Join host Arthur A.G., co-star of the 1994 sports documentary, Hoop Dreams, for the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern, premiering on the Voice America Sports Channel. Arthur will host a variety of guests and will give the average fan a platform to voice his or her opinion about how sports play a significant role in our society. Get set for hard-hitting topics that cut to the soul of sports. 
sports. See the sports industry through the eyes of the kid in the city and the kid in the suburbs. Hear from the businessmen and, yes, women from around the world. Whatever your passion is, football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, NASCAR, or hockey, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show is for you. That's every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Voice America Sports Radio Network. We have Chad from Sports Images still on the line discussing the Cardinals, where they're going to be. Uh, we got into a little tip about uh, where they could be uh, in, in the fourth or fifth game of the season. They, they could and be you said they could be 0 and 4. Right, well, yeah. Well, look at the teams they're playing. I mean, Chad, what do you think? I mean, is it scary? I mean, if they're 0 and 4, what are the Cardinals going to do? Okay, Chad, let's go through one by one. <laughs> one by one. San Francisco, what's the record? What's our record after that Frisco game? Uh, San Francisco, probably, I'd say, let's go ahead and say 0 and 1. Oh, let's, oh, let's go ahead and say 1-1. Oh, okay, then we got Seattle. Seattle, I say 1-1. One one. Okay, then, then we got the Ravens. 1-2. and two. Okay, then we got Pittsburgh. 1-2-2. and two and two. Oh, We beat Pittsburgh, okay. We beat Pittsburgh, we know their playbook. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and then we got the Cardinals. I'm sorry, we got the Rams. The Cardinals are going to play themselves? Okay, the Rams. 3-2. and two. Okay, three and two. Okay, so three and two. That's not bad. Three and two after, after uh, five games with three and two. Okay. Uh, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. Let me go to halfway through the season. So then we got the Carolina Panthers. Four and two. Okay, and then we got the. Let me give them that one. Now we got the Redskins. Redskins suck. I yeah, we're, we're gonna say four. We're gonna say five and two there. I don't I, do. I okay, and then we got Tampa Bay. Uh, that's going to be tough with Garcia. Oh, it's tough. I'm going to go ahead and give that to Tampa Bay because they look pretty good. Okay, so we're three. five and three at the break. Five and yeah. three at the break. Hey, okay. that's not that, right. that's not bad. You know, maybe we should. That's uh, a playoff. That's a playoff team. You're right. You're in the hunt. Well, yeah, that would be uh, you'd be a playoff team if uh, Chad, in fact, is uh, he might, Chad. Well, you are any type of. Wait, listen. But if, but listen. Check this out now. Because I mean, if they, they do that, if, I'll they, be if they mill that the second half, then we end up hey ten and six. Well, well, you know, it's 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 good fantasy football. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're nine and seven, ten and six, and making the playoffs. Well, you know what? I hope a wild right. card, but I, we're I, making the playoffs. I really do hope you're right. Anyway, Chad, uh, based on yesterday, what's going on with the ex players taking the fight to Congress about all their injuries, and the NFL is not taking care of them? How do you feel about that? Because Mike Ditka was uh, on in front of Congress, screaming and yelling at them that the NFL, uh, you know, over the past twenty years, have not taken care of the players who have been hurt. And Ray Ellis, I mean, basically was a player during that time period, so he can really speak about what's going on. But, you know, giving uh, the fans all the entertainment, the NFL is really you not know, taking care of their own. How do you feel about all that? Well, without players, you know, at the, these players are what we go to see, and they're what we're coming to pay to see. Um, we're there for them. We're here to see the team. And after so long, yeah, I mean, if somebody's really messed up, they need to take care of their own. You know, they got to... Step up for those guys that are hurt, you know. Oh, you know what? The league says that uh, they uh, they put in 126 million a year goes into pension and post career disability benefits for retired players and their families. So that accounts for the payout is about 60 million a year to those players, 20 million for the disability payments. Well, where's all the other millions of dollars that they have too? You know, I mean, you can you can put more of an effort into 
I think they should do a little bit more programs for the families. I mean, guys are paralyzed. You know, I mean, they. I do know that they've done a pretty good job, but they, there's always room for improvement. You yep. know what I mean? They could always add more to it. You know, I, I watched that, the gentleman. Who was the gentleman on the crutches that went up and talked to everybody they brought up? was really emotional for everybody. You know, I, I, remember, I, was like, I, I can't remember who that was. Yeah, but anyways, he went up there, and um, I saw how um, Upshaw, he came on and said that he was paying the guy, one of those guys that went up there, he was paying their house payment, stuff like that. Mm. Well, well, great everything, but for the service, of the players that put forth the effort every Sunday that give their life, that's pretty much putting your life on the line playing football, you know? Yeah, it's one of the most violent, it is the most violent sport in, in, in sports in, in, this, uh, in this world. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's extremely violent, and, and I, I can appreciate your, your perspective, uh, Chad, from uh, you know, watching the game and supporting the game for years. And, and I think what you know, many people say, well, these players, you know, they go into this sport knowing that you know, you're going to you know, come out with all these injuries and things of that nature. Well, you don't really know how bad you'll be injured, and, and there's a you know, great percentage of the chance that you may end up being injured. But you know, the fact is we're not asking for anything in addition from any of the fans or you know, any of the teams when it comes to the pension. We're just saying that the pension is doing so well, and there's so much money there that you simply could increase the benefits to the players. Well, you know what? Getting into that, only 317 out of more than 10,000 eligible players are getting disability payments out of that fund. So, so the, oh, wow. what's a disability? Yeah, and well, and, it's, and that's a, it's a degree of disabilities of which you're, you, you know, you're compensated for. But it's just like anything else. You know, if you were a construction worker and you were hurt on the job. You know, you'd be supported by, you know, either, you know, some type of policy that's in place, a medical policy that's in place, you know, to compensate you for your injury well, you know, on the job. The, the other it's thing, not like they're, football players are asking for something that doesn't, you know, right. other people don't get. Other people don't get. But the thing is, uh, you know, when you look at this, Chad, um, what's even more troubling about the whole thing is that projects such as NFL Films, for instance, the NFL continues to profit. From those same players who are denied benefits, and you know what? And yeah, yeah. the thing what I don't like Bring about this. I mean, why don't they? Okay, this is like the music industry. If you if you write a song, there you go. If you write a song and that song becomes a big hit, and let's say it's Paris Hilton as an example, that records it and becomes a monster hit, the songwriter will always receive the uh, payments or royalties from that song wherever that song may be played. And I was in radio for twenty years, and I know that you got to pay these royalties. And the thing is, the NFL films are reshowing the the games. They even that Ray played in, and Ray's getting his ass kicked all over the field. And they're they're profiting from this, but they're not going back to the players to say, "We'll take care of you because you can't play anymore." And you know, some of these guys can't even get a job, a normal job. True, true, true. So, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, how do you feel as a fan? Do you think the players should be taken care of, or do you feel that they make too much money now and screw them? No, they need to have some more assistance from the from the players' association. They need to have their the benefits need to be increased because um, these guys really make what they set the these these gentlemen that came up in the ranks over the years. I'm not talking about so much. I mean, the younger guys are there; they're going to get hurt. It has to apply to everybody, but those guys set the bar for a lot of the things, and they're feeling the effects of of what happened when they played, and they're getting screwed over. Because it's hard for a guy to you know to get a job when he's you know paralyzed. You know, yeah, and, I agree. And, and you're right. And, and one thing will happen is see, uh, it, it, and it's the same thing with Social Security right now, you know, for, for people who are in a position to make a decision on Social Security and if it will be funded for generations after generations after generations. The young players right now, you know, they don't need it. 
they're not concerned about it because it, it's not something that affects them. But once they reach the age of retirement and once they reach the age or, or their, their body is now all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, unable to, uh, to to get them out of the bed in the morning, then perhaps maybe they'll they'll, they'll think about it a little bit, you know, more. But but listen, Chad, we certainly appreciate you calling in. They say you're from a place called Sports Images. Uh, what's that? I'm a sports memorabilia and a collectible shop in Gilbert, Arizona. Oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, you're right down the street then. Cool. Yeah, I'm just, I'm down here. I've been open for about two months, and, you know, we have sign memorabilia, a lot of NFL stars, a lot of, I've dealt with a lot of them, and, you know, NBA, you know, and just so on and so forth, you know. Hey, well, why, why don't you throw out your address real fast, and uh, and we'll give you a little shameless plug. Okay, cool, shameless plug. <laughs> 207 North Gilbert Road. Um, I'm in between Elliott and Guadalupe on the Old Town Gilbert Road, over by Joe's Barbecue, pretty famous place, I guess. I'm in there, and, you know, we got some stuff going down, and, you know, come check me out. Great. Got a phone number or web address or something? Yeah, phone number is 480-202-2422. What about a web address? Web address is um, sportsimagesaz.com. Um, it's getting added on into as we speak. Okay, there you go. See, see, see. We, there you support, go. we support those who we support, support us. Yeah. There you go. I love you guys, man. Thank you. So uh, thanks for listening to the show, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be calling back in again. Uh, and thank you, Dick. Uh, we got Dick from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Dick, uh, welcome to the show and to the Ray Ellis Sports Talk Radio Network, and of course, uh, Fan Man. How you doing? Hey, Fan Man. Good. Hey, the Ohio State University. I, I, I kind of a different idea. Like what? What? What would the Players Association do today, looking at it from the opposite perspective, why not instigate an automatic insurance program for all rookies against these oncoming disabilities that we know they're going to have? That would be like using Social Security to protect the individual instead of throwing it into a giant pot and spending it. Uh, I, I think you're going to have to explain that a little bit more to me so I can, you know, truly understand it. Because I, hey, let me say this. It's like insurance, and you're saying, so those people who don't like paying insurance, let them be injured and, and see how much they appreciate the fact. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I'm saying let's say I got my first job at the age of 26 and I took out a disability insurance policy, or like Betty Grable, I insured my legs for a million dollars. Yeah. Now, what if that was mandatory? For the for anyone entering the F- NFL, oh, well, what yeah. if the NFL negotiated an ongoing disability policy with like Travelers or State Farm? Well, let me just say this: it's not all just about the disability. It's about the pension plan being underfunded in terms of the compensation package for the players. It, this is not all about the fact that you know there's some people out here. The pension plan for an NFL player many times is probably not as good as somebody who probably worked at McDonald's for their whole life. Right. Well, you know what, uh, you know, Dick, uh, we're uh, talking about this. That's the embarrassing part. Here, here, here's something really embarrassing that a lot of people don't know. Uh, Mike Webster, uh, the former, he was the Hall of Fame. Uh, I knew Mike. Mike was a great guy. He was a great guy. He was the Hall of Fame, Pittsburgh Steelers Center, a Hall of Fame. Right. This guy was a great football player who suffered from mental illness that was widely attributed to head injuries. He died homeless in 2002. And they told that to Congress. His lawyer did. Can you imagine this guy's a Hall of Famer and he's homeless? I know. It's I mean, the... why, where's the NFL to help this guy out? 
Well, it's not, it's not so much of the NFL. The, the, the players association that's set up there to support, that negotiates and bargains on behalf of the players. But let's just say this. No, but see, and what Gene Upshaw, who doesn't seem to be sympathetic Gene Upshaw, he was a player. Gene Upshaw should be right on the front lines with this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but Gene's making so much money now, you know. He doesn't feel the effects of well, it. Well, he he's, he's not making what he made you 25 know what? years ago. You know, let me say this, Dickens and, and Ray, if I'm wrong, let me know. The players from the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s laid the groundwork for the popularity of the NFL. It's a billion-dollar industry today, and it should be treated better. What do you think about that? I, I agree. Here's the, here's the fact. Again, you don't hear anybody complaining about the money that the players are making. We're all happy. I, I was on. I was a part of two strikes so that the players today could make the kind of money that they made. And right. so you, I, lay, you lay some and I, I improved my salary yeah. myself. You know, right. Dick. How do you feel about it? Well, I think uh, all you have to do is look at the salaries from 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and today. And you know it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Well, do you think that what they should do is uh, that the players, the current players or the rookies coming in, should have, they should have bring financial planners in and say, look it, dude, you're going to make $10 million this year or $5 million or $3 million. It's a lot of money. You're going to buy a nice house, nice car. You're going to have chicks. You're going to you know, you're gonna have a good life. But what you've got to do is you never know when you go on that field on Sunday afternoon that you're going to get hurt. So the best thing for you to do is to take some of this money, invest the money wisely so you will be able to live your life uh, for the next uh, 20, 30, 40 years, and you won't have to be homeless like Mike Webster ended up. Well, uh, you know... Do you think they should be doing that? Do you think they should be helping I, I the young think, players? I think the players today, there are more programs like that. But you've got to remember, you know, my rookie year, I made $30,000, and the guys before me probably made like $15,000. Yeah, they didn't make that much. So, $30,000 wasn't you know, that much. I mean, yeah, 30000 back in the I had guys, that were, uh, friends of mine that were going to work for IBM that was making more money than I was yeah, making. That's right. I a professional athlete. Everybody thinks that professional athletes are multi-millionaires. Well, it's different today than it was you know, back in your day. But even so, you know, everybody doesn't make all that money. Hey, Dick, we've got to take a break. I want you to hang on and discuss this a little bit further. You're listening to the Ray Ellis uh, Sports Talk Show on the Voice America Sports uh, Radio Network. This is Stan Man. If you'd like to call in, 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. And we'll be right back. We just say it like it is. And you can, too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. Voice America Sports. Listen up, race fans. It's time to tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind and get the news from the cars and the stars in auto racing from all over the country. Sit down, strap in, and sound off with host and my friend... Dennis Michelson, freelance NASCAR writer and a big race fan himself. Race Talk Radio airs live on the Voice America Sports Channel every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Racetalkradio.com features the official Internet radio shows for the ARCA Remax and ASA Late Model Series. We feature the only NASCAR Top 20 poll that gets the NASCAR press and fans involved in the voting every week. Now that's something to wag your tail at. Tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind with host Dennis Michelson for exclusive racing features and the best interviews from our Racetalkradio.com network of racing shows. That's every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. PST and 3 p.m. EST on the Voice America Sports Channel. Must be at least 21 years of age to play. Void where prohibited. Where I come from, mate, there's a horse racing event so big, it's dubbed the race that stops a nation. Offices are closed. 
the streets are quiet. And then it happens. The running of the Melbourne Cup. This first Tuesday in November, the eyes and ears of a nation are on Australia and the world-famous Flemington Racetrack for the Melbourne Cup. And YouBet.com wants to take you and a guest there. All expenses paid. You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com could just be the ticket to this year's Melbourne Cup. A winning ticket like none you've ever cashed before. And all you've got to do for your chance to win is play. Just wager five times with YouBet.com between April the 1st and June the 30th and you'll automatically be entered to win. New to YouBet.com? Stop on by and we'll give you a free 60-day trial. Nobody gives you more tracks, more features or more ways to enjoy the action. Log on to YouBet.com to play and you could be at Australia's racing event of the year, the Melbourne Cup. You Bet You Fly. See contest info and rules for You Bet You Fly at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Yes, this is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number of co-hosts in the world. Hey, man. And uh, we're talking about a little bit of everything. You know, this is the off-season. It's almost training camp time, and uh, we're not quite yet there. And uh, we're, we're talking to some things, or uh, talking with some people about some things that are near and dear to my heart. And, you know, again, uh, yeah, athletes do make a, a decent living, you know, and uh, many people think that athletes are overpaid. But uh, to be quite honestly, they're not. I think it's all relative to the business in, in which you're a part of. And if you can generate that type of revenue, I think you should be compensated for it. And, and I do think also that the uh, benefit package that has been put together by the league, uh, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. You know, I'm a guy who played uh, in the 80s, and, uh, you know, my, my pension package, you know, today gives me less than $1,000 a That's month. That's horrible. You know, and it's, you know. Anyway. And so we're going to work on that to get that improved. But I think we still got, we got Dick on the line still, Dick? Dick from Snotstone. Ray, let me ask you a question. How many, how many teams were there when you played? Uh, when we played, there were 30. So about the same number. Yeah. Okay. Now, I we have a big I problem think, today. I, think, no, I, was, I, was the, I was the 27th pick of the draft, and there were 28 teams. I'm 20. Uh, there were 28 teams. There were 28 teams. There are 32 now. Right. Okay. So we've, we've upped it by four teams. Yes. Now, what everybody is failing to see here is that there's two separate issues. One is the issue between the NFL, the Players Association, and those guys that played 20 years ago up to today, and they need more money than either the league or the association can provide. What they're not looking at is the second issue, and they're not separating it. Today there's, you said 33 teams? 32. 32 teams, plus NFL Europe. So everybody that comes in as a rookie this year into the NFL at some point in time may face this same issue. So there's two issues on the table. What the hell are they going to do to make it mandatory that these players are covered in the future so they don't have the problems of today? And where are they going to come up with the additional money to help those they already helped screw up? Well, well let me just say this to you, Dick. I, I think uh, you may be missing one thing. I don't think I've heard yet anyone say that the money is not th- The money is there. It's not that the money, that's, that's the problem. That's why Mike Dicker was going off. It's because the money's there. It's not that you're, you're dealing with a, a pension fund that's underfunded. The money is there. Okay, so half, why? Half the guys, 
first of all, the, the way it's set up, most of the guys wait till they're 65 because you wait till you're 65 and you probably get three or four or five times what you get if you take them when you're 45. Well, hell, if you wait till you're 65, you're going to die at 66. Okay, here's another thing. Hey, talking about what they were on con- in, in front of Congress yesterday, Kurt Marsh, which I've never heard of, he was a Raider. I don't, I don't like Raiders, the Raider fan, the Raider Nation. But anyway, he was an Oakland Raider from 1981 to 87, Dick. He described a leg amputation, more than 30 surgeries, and multiple doctor visits before he was approved for disability payments through the NFL. Yeah, I saw him on TV. I didn't, rem- I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize his name. Right. And he's another one, Brent Boyd. He was a Viking from 80 to 86. He talked about his bouts with homelessness as a single dad, brain, brain damage. He blames on multiple concussions from his football days. And, and then the Mike Webster thing, like what well, I, I talked about earlier. Bottom line is they're not taking care of the players, and they should have some type of disability program set up. Or if they have the, if they have the money sitting there in the pension fund, how come they're not dispersing it? Well, I mean, I mean, everybody has to go through this. Dis- well, I mean, what's wrong with you? So, well, you could actually turn around and say you got brain damage when you don't have brain well, damage. Well, here's Five years before they decide whether or not you have brain damage or you don't. I'm going to tell you what it is. What, what the problem is? Uh, you do have brain damage, and I do have brain damage. And, and here's what the problem is: I have brain damage. I have spine damage. But the problem is, it's a problem of liability. Because what the owners don't want to do is they don't want to own up, they don't want to fess up and say that, yes, these things happen as a result of you playing football, because then there will be lawsuits from all over the place. And they don't want to be held responsible for that. How are you going to say to somebody who's been you know, examined by the best medical you know, people out in the world, and they tell you that your body is in this condition because of the head trauma that you took from playing this sport, and then they go out and find some doctors that dispute that and say right. it's totally so, opposite. So it's very, very hard to finally come down to some type of final conclusion as to what disability is. If, if somebody is, has concussions, can't work, they know it, they've tested them, I think they should do a lot of testing and physical testing to see if they're, or mental testing also, if they have the ability to get a job and to, and to move forward, and then determine whether or not disability should, should be there or not. Hey, Dick, I want to ask you a question because we're running out of time here, and I want to make sure uh, I hear your opinion of this. What do you think about an organization that is a sport that has to implement a whistleblower's protection plan in, able for, um, in order for players to step up and talk about who's injured and who's not. What do you, what do you think about that? I have no problem with that whatsoever. But why do you? But, but, but I, I, I don't have a problem with it. But, but why do you have to have it? Why do you have to have you it? You have to secret. You shouldn't have to have it. Yeah, you, this is this is so okay. So they're trying to hide the money. They don't want to pay the players. That's what's going on, and that's why the whistleblower program. And, uh, well, no, 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 no. The whistleblowers is like we're playing in a game, and I'm hurt, and, yeah. and, it, and I'm visibly hurt, and I'm on the sideline. But yeah. you know, but the game's on the line, and and you know, you can see that they're trying to get me back into the game, and you see that. That means that you can now go and call in and say, you know what, you know, Ray went back out on the field, and he was not in a position to go back on the field, but they, they, they forced him pretty much to go out on the field. Because I'm, I'm probably not going to say it, because I'm afraid I've got to go out if I'm going to get cut, you know. You're not yeah, they're going to cut you the next you're, day. Yeah, that, right. That's exactly right. There's no pain, no gain. You know, they're still in that, in that mindset of playing ball. I think if you're hurt, if you're hurt and you're limping or you're you broke, I mean, these guys go out there with broken wrists and they got banged up knees. I don't know how they do it. Those, I mean, are, the guys I, that are, that, those are the guys now that are in front of Congress, because that's what they had to do back then. To keep their jobs. That's what you had to do. I, man, I'm telling you, when I you played were against the Saints and I got hurt, right. I'm telling you, on, on when I got to practice on Monday, I couldn't put my helmet on my head. I started the game on Sunday. So there you go. So are you and are you having any problems from that? Oh yeah, I retired because of herniated discs and bone spurs and all there that kind go. of stuff, you know, and, and trauma, you know. Uh, but what, what can I say? You know, the, you know, I, I I played because I loved the game, 
But, yes, there are many times where, as listen, if you don't play, there's somebody waiting behind you who's going to take your position. And also what happens if he gets in the game and he does better than you do, guess what? You may never get in the game again. Anyway, that's another, it's a very deep subject to talk about, and we'll have to talk about it another time. We're running out of time. We only have a couple minutes. Dick, uh, you're, um, how do you think the Cardinals are going to do this year? Uh, I'll go, uh, hey, Dick, don't go. Nine, nine, seven. Hey, Dick, 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 don't go yet. Let me, let me run down and you, and, and you go. No, just the, the first four the games. The first eight. The first eight. No, first four. Okay, first four. Okay, Dick, we, first go, the first game. Are we one and oh and oh and one? I think we're going to be one and oh in the first game. Okay, we got Seattle after that. Oh, uh, one and one or, uh, two and oh? I think we're going to go one and one. Uh, okay, then we got the Ravens. I think we're going to go one and two. Uh, and then we got Pittsburgh. Now we're one and three. Oh man! There you go. See, there you go. Thank you, Dick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyway, you okay. You got to get to the Patsies in the NFC West. Uh, and unfortunately, there's not that many Patsies this year. Yeah. Hey, man. You know. You know. You know. And that's why people keep coming back because you know it's a great game and anybody can win on any given Sunday. Hey, Dick. We got to go. Uh, thanks for calling in from Scottsdale, Arizona. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. We're here every Thursday at noon live, except for next Thursday we will not be live. We'll be playing a replay, which will be this show. Is well, right? I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, I think we are because, I, you, because you're going to take a vacation. i got to get out of here, man. I'm, I'm taking vacation. Well, listen, it's been great. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. <laughs>